today. Let me speak to the governor. Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions. Call 801-575-8255. Live from the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. And thank you so much for joining us for Let Me Speak to the Governor. I am Maria Shaleos along with Governor Gary Herbert. And we're just kind of getting used to our new studios here. Ooh, it's fancy, too. It's I know. Really isn't it a beautiful studio? Here. Where's the volume? There you there go. There you go. Oh, I can turn yeah. up your microphone. And can you hear yourself okay? I, I can hear myself fine. All right. I can hear you even set. better. And thank you. And we want to make sure to take your calls today. The number to call, 801-575-8255. You can also text us your questions at 57500. And, Governor, we've had a very emotional day here at KSL News Radio. We have had a, a couple of different press conferences, one dealing with the missing University of Utah um, student. Yeah. Uh, the last news conference we just listened to was a very emotional news conference from the family, the parents of Lauren McCluskey, the murdered University of Utah student. And today they are filing a civil suit against the University of Utah for $56 million. And I noticed that our texters just kind of went crazy over that. And I want to get your response. University of Utah is a state-funded school. And what do you believe that the role is of the state in making sure that schools, well, first of all, respond to the lawsuit? What what would you like to say about that? Well, I I guess it's not unexpected. It seems like with the comments that have been made um, by the family that they were preparing to go down that road and uh, have not felt like they got answers or satisfaction in the answers that would prohibit them from bringing a lawsuit. Uh, again, you'll have to ask them for their motivation. And uh, fifty-six million dollars seems like a lot of money. And why they picked that number, who knows? I don't have any inside information on that. What I do know is that I think the uh, University of Utah wants to provide uh, as best protection for their students as they can in every aspect of their student life. And I think they're trying to do that. Again, mistakes happen. You know, incidents occur that sometimes you have no control over. Uh, I know that we've had our own state public safety people review the situation with Lauren McCluskey and to see where there was a breakdown, what uh, changes should be made. Certainly there was some communication, looks like to me, uh, areas that need improvement. Whether there's any merit to the litigation, I guess we'll leave that to the courts. That's part of our process. And whatever the amount of damages should be, if there should be any at all, I guess we'll have to wait for the courts and let the evidence be brought forward. That's part of the process we have. Unfortunately, we have, uh, uh, seems to me, too litigious a society, but it's certainly in a part, a part and an important part of our process of, of correcting wrong. What is the state's role in ensuring that the University of Utah and other college campuses are safe places for their students? What's, what's the role of the state? Well, we have Board of Regents, which have oversight responsibility of all the higher uh, education institutions. Inside of those institutions, we have a Board of Trustees, which is like the Board of Directors that govern policy and how they spend monies at the respective universities and colleges. Uh, and so to that extent, you know, some of the money comes from the state taxpayer. A lot of the money comes from tuition and private donations. So it's not entirely only uh, the state uh, taxpayers. But the governance comes from people that are appointed to the trustees board and, and university presidents and their executive team, as well as oversight by the Board of Regents. And so to that extent, we have oversight. But, you know, it's hard to know all the details and the nuts and bolts of the operation of a university, particularly where you have 
over 30,000 students at the University of Utah and their own comings and goings, which they're independent of anything that they do there and whatever the rules and regulations may be, uh, they kind of do their own thing, particularly off campus. So, again, it's complex. It's emotional. Our heart aches. I mean, this is a a tragedy of uh, the highest proportion uh, we feel for the McCluskey family and of uh, their loss. And we hope this can be resolved uh, in a more amicable manner, and we'll see what happens as we go forward. Lauren's parents say that the lack of police response make the University of Utah campus an unsafe place for students, and they want to ensure that students are safe. What do you tell parents? I have a college student that... uh, attends classes um what do you tell parents are their kids safe what is being done to keep their kids safe well i believe their kids are safe and and, and the teachers it's not just the children and the students it's professors it's faculty staff it's all those people that make that uh, operation function and we want to have a safe environment uh, there's no way to make any environment 100 percent safe that's just not realistic it's not uh, the reality out there Uh, But we can do the best we can, and we ought to do the best we can. And I think the University of Utah is learning from whatever this instance will teach them to make it better. Uh, I certainly have no problem with sending my uh, children, or my grandchildren for that matter, to the University of Utah. I've had children attend. I uh, may have a grandchild that will attend. I don't have any right now. My my brother and my son-in-law all went to the University of Utah. I have no problems at all feeling like that's a very safe campus environment. The other really big story in the news is the disappearance of Mackenzie Lewick, uh, another University of Utah student, and the search for her. I'm sure you've been hearing about that. Uh, would you like to just uh, tell us what your thoughts are? Well, it's made national news, and uh, so it's, it has been on the airwaves and in the media for the last uh, few days. Um, I forget what the number of days she's been missing. She's been missing 10 days. 10 days. So really for about the last five days, it's been in the national media. And again, I have no idea what happened. The the circumstances seem peculiar. Uh, Having a Lyft driver drop her off uh, and being picked up by somebody else at 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I know there's evidence uh, or there's there's some concern uh, as far as what's happened with her uh, wherever she was living. Uh, and their landlord, and so there's, I think the investigation goes on, but uh, it's just, you know, it breaks your heart that we have any of these kinds of things, and um, it's it's disappointing that we have that kind of evil in the world, if that's what's happened, yeah. if there's been some malicious intent here, but we'll do our best to find the answers, and to we all need to rally around the family and give them the assistance and comfort that they may need or will need in the future. Are you concerned about the message that this sends to the outside world about us here in Utah and the safety of our students? Sure, I'm concerned about messaging. Most of what we do in politics is about messaging and making sure we have good policy in place and people understand the policy. That's messaging. Uh, We have a great state. Uh, We have been listed as one of the safest places to live. Our cities have been recognized as safe places to live, to raise families. Uh, We're certainly a great place to do business. But whatever evil is in the world, we have every bit of that here in Utah. We don't have it quite in the quantity. Our crime rates are lower than the national average here in the state of Utah. Um, Our cities, some of them are listed in the top five or ten safest places to live. So 
uh, I don't want to overreact. You know, one crime is one crime too many, and certainly you know, the capital offense uh, is really a tragedy. Uh, we always are looking for perfection, and we'll strive for that until we reach it. We're not there yet, but we're doing, uh, you know, pretty good. Uh, Governor, let's take our first caller, this call coming from Provo and James. Uh, James, what is your question for the governor? James. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's go to Kelly first. Kelly, what is your oh. question for the governor? Sorry about that, Kelly. That's okay. It's James. Do you want my question? or? Hi, Kelly, yes. Okay, well, we now have James, apparently, Governor. Oh, then, well, we this is James. a new system okay. for me. I'm sorry. Well, we're learning here. That's <laughs> sorry okay. about that, James. Hand, Go ahead, James. Hands on. James, okay. You, Jim. Hi, Maria. Hi, Governor. Anyhow, basically, I heard about your trip to the Paris Air Show, and you're touring a Swiss uh, rail company, and if, if I heard right. Anyhow, my question is very simple. What aspects of the Swiss rail company uh, do you think are applicable to be replicated in Utah's the speed, the, the promptness, the technology, or maybe all of the above? That's my question. Well, thank you. Uh, Stadler Rails, who you're referring to there in Zurich, Switzerland, which has really less automobiles and more mass transit. It's a very clean city. I was very impressed. Stadler Rail is uh, named Salt Lake City, Utah, as their North American headquarters. They build rail cars and railroad trains. Uh, they are a major player in that sector of the economy worldwide. So we were there, and they showed us their plant and their operation. Uh, the uh, response has been very positive. They, in fact, plan to expand their operation here in Salt Lake and add uh, another uh, one to 200 more jobs. So it's, it was very productive. The other thing that we learned, though, and that interestingly enough, is that uh, particularly in Europe, but uh, in Switzerland and uh, and in uh, Rome, uh, uh, Italy, we found about apprenticeships, part of their education system, where people at age 16 actually start going into some kind of internship and apprenticeship to learn a, a, a trade, to learn a skill, and uh, to develop themselves a professional opportunity. And that's kind of similar to what we do with our Pathways program, but we can learn from them. Our Pathways doesn't start till you're a senior in high school or a freshman in college. They're starting when people are in ninth and 10th grade. So uh, some aspects of it I think we could actually try to incorporate here to provide a better educational outcome. So we go on these missions with the idea of opening up networking opportunities. With We took 23 businesses with us. We had over 50 meetings in a very abbreviated time frame. The culminative effect of what we did probably was uh, to create four to 8,000 new jobs here in Utah. And for opportunities going forward in the future, whether it be in life sciences, a medical device, whether it's in aerospace, whether it's, in fact, agriculture, all those areas were represented, and uh, significant benefits going to come from this trade mission. Maybe one of the most successful I've ever been on. James, thank you so much for your call today. And you are listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor, the number to call and ask your questions, 801-575-8255. You can also text us your questions at 57500. We'll be right back.